0: If anyone would like to count how many times in this episode, we say, but Zac Ephron. <laughs> but Zac Efron. Second episode. Second episode. Yay! Yay. So... This episode is us talking about the Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile movie, and this is actually a two-part episode. So the first part is us talking about the movie Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile, and the second part, which is coming out in two weeks, is talking about the actual cases and trials of Ted Bundy. So let's just start talking about the movie, and there will be a couple of our little reactions to different parts of the movie sprinkled in. First thing we realized. actually something that you realized. Yeah. The Ted Bundy movie was made by Voltage Pictures. <laughs> something ironic. It's a little ironic. The movie starts out with Liz, our kind of main character, who is Ted Bundy's fiance at the beginning and it's switching back and forth between them at different phone sides and like you know you have in jails and them at a bar it's basically the first time they met and him right before he's executed yes and i at the bar i had a tiny bit of fun with some high school musical references just a little this is my last quarter gonna make it a good one We're all in this together. I'm just imagining now Ted Bundy with the quarter coming up, putting in the machine that just plays status quo. When you have Zac Efron in a movie, it's very hard for me to not reference High School Musical. So they go home to Liz's house, and Liz is a single mother, has a kid, and it works out well. Great love story if, you know, he wasn't a great murderer. Great love story. Like, if he hadn't been a serial killer, it would have been great. All things go well until you start murdering people. There wasn't a thing going wrong in his life, and she was like, wait, 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 I have an idea. Murderer. <laughs> you're making a life together, you know? There's all these home video clips and mixed in with the home video clips though, are all these clips of these re- news reporters talking about all these women being abducted and disappearing and being found dead. And it's like, hmm, why are they showing those together? Maybe because they're happening at the same time. Little precarious. And so we cut from this pretty much to him getting pulled over by police in a car. And we see the car, the little bug. I don't trust silver Volkswagen Bugs anymore. Tan, Tan, my mistake. I've seen the car. You've seen the car? Is I just, isn't it in the like crime museum or something? It's in the crime museum in Tennessee. Oh my God. If you believe in energy. So there's a room of cars that are involved in killers. And I would walk by, and then there's Ted Bundy's car, and your heart drops. Like, the details of him taking off door handles, the seat isn't there, the door's open, you can see inside the car. It is exactly what you think it would look like. It is terrifying. And as a girl, it makes your heart drop. Yeah, Anyone who knows about Ted Bundy knows the little bug. Like, there's a Bonnie and Clyde car. where you're like, you know what? That sounds like kind of fun. <laughs> I'm not condoning murder. I feel like I don't condone murder is your new thing for this <laughs> podcast. The amount of times that you say, but I don't condone murder is insane. I don't condone it. And... If you're killing people, maybe be a little more careful when you're driving because he ran like three stop signs. Oh yeah, I'd be a little bit smarter there, Ted. A little bit. You don't have to be a lot smarter, just a little bit. So he gets pulled over and at first he's like trying to charm his way out of a ticket. If you could find it in your heart to let me offer that a ticket. I would really appreciate it. I really appreciate, appreciate it. it. Smiles. Shackles you could find it in your heart to let me go without a ticket. (laughs) The officer who pulls him over looks in his car and sees his duffel bag that's open full of knives and strangling materials and like a ski mask. Put the murder kit in the trunk. (laughs) He gets pulled over and they bring in this one woman, Carol Durant. She is so great and we really don't get enough of her. We're gonna go more in depth into that in the next episode because she deserves a lot more than she got in this movie. So the story behind Carol Durant is that she was a survivor of an attempted abduction by Ted Bundy. And so they bring her in for a lineup to see if he is the person who attempted to abduct her. Carol does ID him, which it doesn't look good for him already. After he's going through all this stuff at the police station, he then goes to Liz's house and, uh, well, Liz doesn't take it very well. Slap him, slap him, slap him, slap him, slap him, slap him, yeah! I mean, I can't blame her. You really can't blame her. Then they go to dinner and he's gonna go get his head in the game. Get his head in the game! I gotta make sure I'm the most prepared attorney in the courtroom trial <laughs> He's gotta get his head in the game! so he's at the library this other college girl looks at him and smiles at him oh stop smiling at him you don't want to smile at him na na, na 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 but then she looks at a newspaper and sees him as the front page on the newspaper and he gets promptly thrown out the library up until this point it seemed like there's been like this car that's following him yes which is something he mentions while he's at dinner with liz and so when he gets kicked out of the library, the car is there again and he yells after the car. We're gonna go back to that later because that's kind of important because it seems like, okay, someone already gave his name to the police to be like, hey, watch this person. He's about to start trials and then they go to this dog shelter. Because we don't have, have shit the house yet. Puppy. Puppy. Dogs do not like psychopaths dogs hate psychopaths. Dogs and children are the best judges of character. Well, like, I think there's a science reason for why dogs can tell when people are sociopaths and psychopaths, but dogs do not like Ted Bundy. And while we're at this dog shelter, we meet this woman named Carol Ann Boone. Remember that name, because she shows up again. He's in a trial for the attempted kidnapping of Carol Duranche, and he's convicted of it. And Liz, she plays the distraught wife role pretty well. She does, she does. Put a pin in the playing the distraught wife very well. While he's in jail, this homicide detective comes in and he's like, so have you ever been to Colorado, Ted? And Ted Bundy, he very much dances around the question. He doesn't technically say no, but, but. he's implying that the answer is not yes. Even though he has been to Colorado for apparently skiing, skiing, skiing. But something that he does mention is he's like, can you leave me alone? and am get back to plotting my escape. We get back to plotting my escape here. <laughs> Planning my escape. Foreshadowing, Ted. Foreshadowing. Liz is not taking this well. She starts spiraling. She starts drinking. It's not good. It is not good whatsoever. And there's this one scene where Ted calls her at work <laughs> to tell her about this book. And let me just say, later on in the movie, he says, I've read it like four times. You've been in jail for how long? And you've read it four times? Four times. times. Dude, come on. I've read Aristotle and Dante's Guide of the Secrets of the Universe 20. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallow seven times. Harry Potter and Prisoner of Azkaban at oh, least 25. Four times. Ha. Huh. And then we get to what we call the comic book interview. This one interviewer is interviewing him. And they're like, so are you guilty, Ted? And he's like, well, are you talking about the one time I saw a comic book when I was six? Not guilty. No, Ted, we're talking about murder. This is a capital murder trial. It's a weird interview. But something that he mentioned in the interview is they're like, do you ever think about getting out of jail? And he's like, legally? Sure. Legally? Sure. (laughs) There's nothing legal about how you get out of here. And he does it twice. He does it twice. Perfect segue. They're at trial. And he's wearing this god-awful sweater. What the hell is that sweater? It's... Dear Lord, I went to Target the other day because I have rants for every topic and I saw a sweater that looked just like it and I almost sent you a picture. It's the right colors in order. I would love that. Okay, next time I go to Target, which will probably be in the next two days because I have a problem with Target, I'll send you a picture of the Ted Bundy sweater. So it's during trial. And he's like, can I go to the library to call Liz? And they're like, yeah, sure, whatever, dude. And the guard's supposed to be watching him, ends up flirting with this other girl. And And Ted Bundy was like, ooh, this is my chance. (laughs) And later in an interview, I think it was in regards to his first escape, someone asked him, hey, why'd you do it? He was like, in all honesty, I was tired of being locked up. And I saw so many chances to escape over the past few weeks. So I just went for it. I said, the sky is blue, and I want to be free. And I jumped out a window. He ends up jumping out a window, basically. He prepares for weeks. There's this one woman walking her dog. And he's like, wait, what? Is it normal for people to be jumping out the window? You walk downstairs to the courthouse and asked the sheriff's secretary if it was normal for somebody to be leaping out of those windows. <laughs> is it normal for someone to be leaping out of the windows of a courthouse? Well... Depends upon the day. Was it the same day that we were having our annual jumping out of the window <laughs> contest? No? Then no, I don't think so. Then he's recaptured after, what was it, like six days? Six days up in the mountains. And so then Liz goes to the jail to break him. So she breaks yep. up with him. He's like, what, why? She's like, so you're a murderer. <laughs> but, 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 I bought you a book. You killed people. And then Ted starts having ideas. Whenever Ted has ideas, it's never good. He's like, ooh, in my cell, there's this vent. And so I'm going to steal a knife and cut open the ceiling while someone is showering to mask the noise and escape through that since I'm so thin. I do have to admit it is kind of impressive. How did he not electrocute himself? Well, I mean, technically he doesn't electrocute himself. We keep coming back and forth between him with this big plan and Liz meeting co-worker Jerry. Jerry is the sweetest guy. We all should wait for our co-worker Jerry. Big plans? No. (laughs) he's gonna make something up, but planning to sleep? Nee. Got any big plans? Sleep. Sleep is the big plan for this holiday season. You got any big plans? I'd say something cool, but honestly, just sleep. We're cutting back and forth between all this, and he escapes again. He gets to Florida, ends up killing these women at the Chi Omega sorority house. And then he also murders a 12-year-old girl named Kimberly Leach. And this was his last known murder. After this happens, he ends up getting pulled over again in another VW Bug. You think you'd be a more careful driver? Yeah, or at least get a different car. car. Why are you still in a bug? They bring him in, and at first, no one knows who he is, because even though he's at top of the FBI's most wanted list, no one knows who he is in Florida. He tells them, just so we can call Liz, and he tells her, I didn't do these things. Then why do you keep escaping if you're so confident? Then go to trial and get proven innocent. And then a new detective comes in. Now, Ted Bunny is a terrible human being, but he rips up the picture. He does. No! Oh. No 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 no! Stop. stop it! Stop it! Stop it! It was a kid's drawing. It was a kid's drawing. I don't care how bad the human being is. That is a kid's drawing that was given to him. Just take the picture out of the cell. Problem solved. Once this dude rips up the picture and he leaves, these people come running right into his cell to take pictures of his mouth. You're like this is when you start pulling teeth. This is when you pull out some of your teeth. How do we just like don't bite the people that we kill? Just leave the thought. You intentionally start pulling a few random teeth, but like not in order. Pull like a few molars or I'm not telling you how, I don't condone murder. And also in this day and age, you can't do that. Dental, I don't think it can happen for a lot anymore. But hypnosis (laughs) does. I have several questions. And then we go to the elevator indictment reading, and the detective's trying to read the indictment. And it's like, hey man, how's it going? Oh my goodness. Hey <laughs> you are charged with, you got the indictment. That's all you're gonna do. You are charged with two counts of murder in the first degree. You were. oh hey man, how you doing? You were charged, well, you are about to get a promotion, right? Oh, that's so interesting. You are here under the charges of, oh my god, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? <laughs> Of this he's trying to call Liz over and over and over and over again, but she isn't picking up because you know he's a murderer and she doesn't want to deal with that. So he thinks, All right, maybe I have an idea. And then we get the return of Carol Ann Boone from the dog shelter, who we then later on learn is allergic to dogs. She's back. I'm not so allergic to dogs. Basically, she just said she was allergic to dogs, they met at a dog shelter. Yeah! She shows up, and they are talking, and this guard is like, no touching. Put a pin in that. And then we go back to Liz and co-worker Jerry, who shows up with, like, I think soup. This is when their relationship kind of starts happening between Liz and co-worker Jerry. We love co-worker Jerry. He's a great guy. He is. And you say his red flags are green. Yes, there's no red flags, only green flags. All of the co-workers' flags are like bright green. He's like, no, you can take your time. I'll bring you chicken noodle soup. I won't judge you. I'll help you. What do you need me for? And then Jim Parsons shows up. He's the prosecutor. And he says something that's honestly, you say it's mildly threatening. It's threatening. As lead prosecutor for the great state of Florida, I have every intention of showing him how we do things in the Sunshine State. That's lie. mildly threatening, not gonna lie. We're showing him how we do things here in the Sunshine State. Oh, ooh, <laughs> what are we doing in the Sunshine State? <laughs> this is when the trials really start up, and the judge is like, all right, we're gonna put on a show. And I have a bit of fun with High School Musical again. Let's put on a show. Let's put on a show. Let's put on a high school musical. <laughs> it's a high school musical. I kind of vibe with the judge. <laughs> the judge honestly seems kind of fun. <laughs> we get all these clips from the trials. And you have Bunnies just talking. She parses and is just like, can you do this? Clandestine. Sneaky, sly, furtive, concealed, and... Yeah. Your Honor, is he allowed to keep talking? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> is he? Can he? Can he the duck has quacks, which is my new favorite analogy ever. You have had more counsel than a duck has quacks. You have in more counsel mind. than a duck has so quacks! That, that is my new favorite analogy your for your everything. trials are happening and they really are not looking good for Ted whatsoever. And so they end up somehow getting a deal, which is if he pleads guilty, he'll be, I think, sentenced for life, but he won't get death penalty. But he doesn't take it. So trials are still going and then Caroline Boone and Ted Bundy start trying to have a baby. And is this guard counting money. How much did they pay the guard? No touching. Uh, 10, 20, 20, 30. The trials are not going well it very much seems like he's gonna get death penalty and then he decides, I'm going to bring Carol Boone on the stand as a witness. Be like, oh, his teeth were not like that when I saw him. It happened in jail. So therefore, the bite mark things are not admissible. And then when that doesn't work out, Ted Buddy's like, you know what? I'm going to propose. On the stand. And because of a legal loophole, they're legally married right. the moment he proposes. And she says yes. Jim Parsons again is like, whoa, 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 whoa. Can he do that? And the judge like, I mean, he can, but he shouldn't. shouldn't. Then I do hereby marry you. Are you shitting me? Object- <laughs> Objection! Objection! <laughs> Everyone else is stunned and he's like, whoa, 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 whoa! whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait! <laughs> Hold on. Hold the phone. Here's the first one who has a break, like the clarity lifts. So Liz and Jerry get into a bit of an argument. Because he unplugged the phones every night while she sleeps. Yeah, you go, man. Unplug that phone. I love him. This man comes back. He goes through so much. And this is when we learn that Liz was actually the one who ended up telling the police about Ted, saying that she was suspicious of him, things weren't right. And so that's why there was a car following him at the beginning of the movie. It was because Liz was suspicious and called them in. And so that's how they got his name. And so Liz is very upset, feeling like it's all her fault. So the jury goes and tries to decide what his sentencing if he's guilty or not guilty. And while this is happening, Carol Ann Boone tells Ted Bundy that she's pregnant. The kid most likely knows. Just knowing must be like such a terrifying oh yeah thing. (laughs) And also being Liz's daughter. daughter. Yeah. He's charged as guilty on everything they're trying him for. All the murder charges, all the attempted murder charges, the kidnapping, everything. Everything. He's guilty. After he's sentenced the judge, he says the title of the movie. In that they were extremely wicked, shockingly evil, vile. Roll credits. And then Ted Bundy is like, I do not accept the death penalty. You can't just do that. As a consequence, I do not accept the sentence. <laughs> you can't just, like, deny She's the sentencing. Sentence. Then, the movie loops back to the very beginning. And now we're at the beginning of the movie again. Loops. <laughs> Liz being on the other side, you know, that mirror phone thing in jails, and Ted tells Liz about another murder. And that kind of confirms everything that Liz had been doing. Movie ends. And right before the credit starts, it shows all the names of Ted Bundy's known victims. And it's chilling. That's a lot of names. It's not that hard to not kill people. I think. So that was extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. What is like your base ideas for this movie? Like my thoughts? Yeah, I think it's beautifully made. I think it does a good job about explaining his crimes, but we also accidentally view Ted as innocent, which he is in no way innocent. They had him nailed every way they could. I think they had DNA, bite marks, witnesses. They had everything. But they frame him to be innocent, which I don't like that. We can't excuse serial killers because whatever reason. Yeah. Just because the character's played by Zach Efron doesn't make the character a good person. Exactly head button. Bad Zach Afron good. What about you? Very very similar things I enjoy the movie. It's one of those that I do watch a fair amount. But the biggest issue that I feel I have with it is the fact of how it portrays him as being innocent and not doing these things. Which I feel like is both a good thing and a bad thing. A good thing in the sense of it shows him as being a person, which I guess makes him scarier in some ways, which is the fact that he was capable of these things while still being a person. We like to view them as monsters, but it humanized him. It humanized him, which for a lot of people who don't know his story might say, oh, he's innocent. But for those who do know the story and do know the fact that he is not, I guess just makes it scarier. Yeah. For those people who don't know the case that well, that part is not as well done. But for people who do know about the case and do know that he is not innocent, it almost adds another thing to it. So that's basically the movie. Next episode, we're going to be talking about the actual case. So talking about what the movie got right, what the movie got not right. What needs to be touched on more. Exactly. episode, and part two will be coming out, I guess, in two weeks. Sounds good. Yay! Awesome. Yay! Alright, so thank you for sticking to the very end of this episode. All resources for this episode will be linked in the episode description. We upload on the first and third Saturday of every month, and twice on the fifth Saturday. Any episode recommendations, feedback, or if you ever want to contact us, email us at snowballsandfireflies at gmail.com, and it's snowballs without the O. Thank you so much for watching Snowballs and Fireflies! Bye, everyone! Bye!